Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Come on, let's all go to the lobby. Because people are staring at us listening to these shows while we're in the theater. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome back to Reimagined Radio. This episode features a radio Christmas carol performed by Metropolitan Performing Arts. Thanks to CASA, Clark County, ADCO, Commercial Printing and Graphics, New Vansterdam, and Regina Carroll Social Media and Photography for their help making programming like this possible. In part one of our performance, Scrooge was confronted by the ghost of his dead business partner, Jacob Marley, who promised that Scrooge would be visited by three spirits before the night was finished. What lies ahead for Scrooge? Enjoy the actors, carolers, and musicians of Metropolitan Performing Arts as they bring you part two of our performance of A Radio Christmas Carol. Marley! Jacob Marley! Scrooge awoke. He was lying on his bed. Suddenly, the curtains of his bed were drawn aside, and Scrooge found himself face to face with the unearthly visitor who drew them, as close to it as you are to the person sitting at your elbow. It was a strange figure, like a child, yet not so like a child as like an old woman. Its hair, which hung about its neck and down its back, was white as if with age, and yet the face had not a wrinkle in it, and the tenderest bloom was on the skin. The arms were long and muscular, the hands the same, as if its hold were of uncommon strength. Ebenezer Scrooge! (laughs) Who are you? Ebenezer Scrooge! I have come for you! You? Uh, are you the uh, spirit, madam, whose, whose coming was foretold to me? I am that spirit. Who, uh, 
What are you? <laughs> I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past? No, your past. But what do you want of me? What brings you here to haunt me? Your welfare, Ebenezer Scrooge. Rise and walk with me. Walk? <laughs> In these slippers, a dressing gown, a nightcap. Come, we will leave by the window. Oh, no, 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 no. That's all very well for spirits. But I am mortal and will fall down. I will keep you safe. Come, follow me. Scrooge, do you know this place? Why, yes, I know it, spirit. I was a boy here. <laughs> See, there is my old school with the cupola and the bell ringing in it. Come, let us go closer. Look through that window into that cold, barren room. What do you see, Ebenezer Scrooge? I see a boy. A solitary child, neglected by his family. Alone? Yes, yes, I see. I know that boy. <laughs> I was that boy. So lonely when the schoolmaster told me Christmas was not for everyone. That self-pity was degrading. Very wise man. Don't you agree, Ebenezer? Of course I don't agree, spirit. Christmas is important for every child that age. There was a young waif singing outside my office yesterday. I, I should have given him something. It's, it's too late now. Is it? Come, Ebenezer Scrooge. Let us see another Christmas. Now we are in the city, and that lonely boy is older. Do you know this warehouse, Ebenezer? Know it? Know it? <laughs> this is the counting house where I was apprenticed. Oh, it's my old master, bless his heart, old Fezziwig. My master alive again, hosting one of his Christmas parties. <laughs> Pick your partner. <laughs> Listen to him. Thread the needle and back to your places. Oh, look. There's Mrs. Fezziwig herself looking younger than any of them. And the table's all loaded with roasts and cider and minced pies and beer. Oh, what a jolly time we used to have. That carefree young man with a light heart and a gay smile. Do you recognize him? Yes. 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 
merciful heaven, how happy I was then. A small matter for old Fezziwig to make those silly folks so full of joy. Small matter? <laughs> small indeed. Isn't it? He spent only a few pounds of your mortal money. Is that so much that he deserves praise? Ah, it's not that, spirit. Old Fezziwig has the power to make us happy or unhappy, to, to make our service light or, or heavy. His power lies in words and looks and things so tiny it's impossible to count them up. The happiness he gives is quite as great as if it cost him. What is the matter? Oh, oh, nothing. Nothing at all, spirit. Something, I think. Now, speak. Well, it's only, uh, it's just that I should like to be able to say a word or two to my clerk, Bob Cratchit, that's all. My time grows short, and we have yet another journey to make. Where now? Come! This is our last visit to your past, Ebenezer. Here, in this little room, with a fair young girl by your side. No. Do you recognize no, yourself, no, Ebenezer? No, 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 spare me this. You're older now, a man in the prime of life. Your face has begun to wear the signs of care and avarice. Your eyes are greedy. The eager, restless eyes no. of a miser. <laughs> she knows it too. That girl by your side. There are tears in her eyes. It matters little to you. Very little. I know that. Belle, have I changed toward you? When we were engaged, we were both poor. Was it better then? Better to be poor? Better, at least, to be happy. You're changed. You were another man then. I was a boy. You blame me because I've grown wiser. Have I ever tried to break our engagement? In words? No. Never. In what, then? In a changed nature. In an altered spirit. In everything that made my love of any value in your sight. So I release you from your promise. Belle. At first, it may cause you pain to lose me. A very brief pain. But soon it will be dim, like a half-remembered dream. An unprofitable dream. And you will be glad to be awake from such a dream. May you be happy in the life you have chosen, Ebenezer. That's enough. Show me no more. Take me home! These were shadows of things that have been. That they are what they are, do not blame me. No! No more! No more! Spirit, spirit, I can't bear any more! Leave me! Hunt me no more! Take me back! Take me back! Oh, little time.
still we see thee live above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight how silently how silently the wondrous gift is given so god imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven no ear may hear his coming but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still the dear christ enters in Scrooge awakened suddenly and sat bolt upright in his own bed. He remembered the words of Molly's ghost and wondered from which direction the second spectre would appear. As he waited, he became aware gradually of a great blaze of ruddy light, which seemed to shine upon him from the adjoining room. He got up softly and shuffled in his slippers to the door. It was his own sitting room, no doubt about that, but it had undergone a surprising transformation. The walls and ceilings were so hung with living green that it looked a perfect grove, from every part of which bright gleaming berries glistened, and such a mighty blaze went roaring up in the chimney as had never been known in Scrooge's time. Heaped up on the floor to form a kind of throne, were turkeys, geese, game, poultry, great joints of meat, suckling pigs, long wreaths of sausages, mince pies, plum puddings, barrels of oysters, red-hot chestnuts, and seething bowls of punch that made the chamber dim with their delicious steam. In easy state upon this couch, there sat a jolly giant, glorious to see, who bore a glowing torch in shape not unlike Plenty's horn, and held it up, high up, to shed its light on Scrooge as he came peeping round the door. Come in, come in, Ebenezer Scrooge, and know me better, man. <laughs> who, are, who? I am the ghost of Christmas present. Look upon me. You've never seen the like of me before. You're a... Uh... You're different from the other spirit. You're tall, almost a giant. And that great torch you carry. Its light pours into the homes of rich and poor alike. Spirit, take me where you will. The last time I went against my will and, and learnt a lesson which is working now. If you have anything to teach me, let me profit by it. 
Take my hand, Ebenezer Scrooge. Take my hand. Where have you brought me, spirit? A humble dwelling in a humble street. <laughs> it is humble enough. Yet, there is happiness there. Who are these people? Who's that woman and the children? These are the family of your clerk, Bob Cratchit. His wife, dressed in a twice-turned gown, but brave in ribbons, laying the table for their Christmas dinner. And there, assisting her is her daughter Belinda, and the young man with the fork in the stuffing. <laughs> That's Master Peter Cratchit, and the two little Cratchits. Listen, Scrooge. Here's Martha, Mother. Why, bless your heart alive, Martha, my dear. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Mother. Christmas. Oh, how late you are, my dear. Oh, we'd a deal of work to finish up last night. We had to clear away this morning. Well, never mind. So long as you're here now. Sit you down before the fire and have a warm. Lord bless you. Where's Father? He's been to church with Tiny Tim. They'll be along directly. How is Tiny Tim, Mother? Any better at all? Sometimes I think he is. And sometimes I think... Oh, dear God. If anything should happen to Tiny Tim... Mother, you mustn't even think of such a thing. Here they are. There's Merry Tiny Christmas, Tim. everyone. <laughs> Martha, welcome home, my dear. Merry Christmas, Father. And Tim. Merry Christmas, Martha. Oh, Tim, you darling. Oh, Father. I'm so glad to be home. And we're so glad to have you, Martha. And how did little Tim behave in church, Bob? Oh, as good as gold and better. I like church, Mother. Oh, they sing the nicest songs. I hope people saw me there. Saw you there? And why, Tim? Well, don't you see? <coughs> because I'm lame. And if they saw my crutch, it might be pleasant for them to remember on Christmas who it was who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. <coughs> oh, bless you, my son. Are we ready to eat, Mother? Yes, children, on, we're all ready. Come, come, take your places now. And Bob! Wait your turn. There's plenty. Stuffing and dressing and plum pudding for all of you. Martha. Yes, Mother? You take care of Tiny Tim. You see that he eats plenty. He must get tall and well. Now, sit down, sit down, everyone. And now, my dears, with such a dinner, a toast. A Merry Christmas to us all, and God bless us. Amen. God bless us, everyone. And... Now, to Mr. Scrooge. Oh. I give you a toast, Mr. Scrooge. The founder of the feast. The founder of the feast, indeed. Who pays you all 15 shillings a week? I wish I had a mere. I'd give him a piece of my mind to feast on. And I hope he'd have a good appetite for it. Oh, my dear, the, the well, children. Christmas Day. Well, it should be on Christmas Day, I'm sure, on which one drinks to the elf of such an odious... Stingy, unfeeling man as Mr. Scrooge. You know he is, Bob. Nobody knows it better than you, poor fellow. My dear, Christmas Day. And I say, God bless him too, Mother. God bless us, everyone. Are those tears in your eyes, Ebenezer Scrooge? Cratchit never told me his boy was lame. 
He has worn that brace and carried that little crutch for as long as he can remember. They are not a handsome family, these crutchets. They are not well-dressed. Their shoes are far from being waterproof. Their clothes are scanty and have known very likely the insides of a pawnbroker's. But they are happy, grateful, pleased with one another, and contented with the time. But my time on this globe ends tonight, Ebenezer. I must away. Wait, 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 wait. Tell, tell me this before you leave. Yes? Spirit, tell me if Tiny Tim will live. I see a vacant seat in the poor chimney corner, and a crutch without an owner, carefully preserved. No, 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 kind spirit, say he will be spared, say he will live. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, Ebenezer, the child will die. No. No, no, no. Will it not be better if he dies? As you once said, it will decrease the surplus population. Farewell, Ebenezer. The ghost of Christmas yet to come awaits you. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. found himself once more in his bed, in his dressing gown with his nightcap on his head. He remembered the prediction of old Jacob Marley, and lifting up his eyes beheld the ghost of Christmas future, a solemn phantom 
shrouded in black, draped and hooded, coming towards him, slowly and silently, like a mist along the ground. I know you. You are the ghost of Christmas future. You'll show me the shadows of the things that have not happened yet, but will happen in the time before us. Answer me, spirit! I fear you more than any specter I have seen. And yet I know your purpose is to do me good. And as I hope to live to be another man from what I was, lead on. Lead on. The night is waning fast and time is precious. Spirit, why have you brought me here again? Here to Bob Cratchit's home? But it's not the same. What to... Why... Why is it so quiet here? So very quiet here. Please. Tiny Tim. Oh, Mother dear. You mustn't. It's almost time for Father to be home. Don't let him see you crying. Yes. Yes, Martha. He's late tonight. He walks more slowly than he used to. And yet I've known him to walk very fast indeed, with Tiny Tim on his shoulder. So have I, Mother. But he was light to carry. And his father loved him so that it was no trouble. No trouble. Bob! Good evening, my dear. You're late, Bob. Yes, I'm sorry, my dear. I... I went to the churchyard today. I wish you could have gone with me. It would have done your heart good to see how sweet and green a place it is. But you'll see it often. I promised him. Yes, I promised Tiny Tim we'd walk there on a Sunday. Father, dear. It's God's will, Bob. I'm trying to understand it, my dear. My son. My little son, Tiny Tim. And I loved him so. Oh, that's cruel. Cruel spirit. Can you not give me one ray of hope that I can change all that? The Tiny Tim can live. Where are you taking me now? Was he here? <laughs> On a common street? Spirit, what is there for me to learn here? Who are, who are those men? I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead. When did he die? Last night, I believe. It's likely to be a very cheap funeral. For upon my life, I don't know anybody to go to it. Suppose we make up a party and volunteer. I don't mind going if a lunch is provided. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, I'll bet I was his best friend. What? We used to nod to each other when we met in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit. 
Spirit, help me. Who's this man that died? Is there no one to mourn the poor creature? No one to follow him to the grave? Perhaps they'll give him a green grave, at least, like poor Tiny Tim. Perhaps. Now I see it. <laughs> There's writing on that stone. And the name on the gravestone is... Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer... <laughs> no, 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 spirit. No, no, hear me. I am not the man I was. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Tell me I can change these dreadful shadows you have shown me by unaltered life. I'll, I'll honor Christmas in my heart. I'll try to keep it all the year. I'll live in the past and the present and the future, and I'll not shut out the lessons that they teach. Tell me, spirit. Go on, tell me. Tell me I could sponge away the writing on that stone, spirit, I beg you. Spirit, I beg you. changed man. <laughs> what's, 
What's, what's this? It's, it's my own bedpost. <laughs> I'm home! In my own bed. In my own room. And the sun, the sun is shining. And it's clear. And it's bright. No fog. What, what, <laughs> what a beautiful day. It's glorious. <laughs> glorious. Hey. Hello. Excuse me. Yes, sir. What, uh, what day is today? What's that, sir? What day is it, my fine friend? Today? Why, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day? Then I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. <laughs> all in one night. Heaven be praised. How's that, sir? Listen, do you know where the poulterer is? In the next street? I should say I do. <laughs> Intelligent person. Remarkable person. Tell me, do you know if they've sold the prized goose that was hanging in the window? The one as big as me. <laughs> what a delightful person. It's a pleasure to... T yes, my friend. Well, it's hanging there now, sir. That's wonderful. Go down, will you? And tell them to send it to Bob Cratchit and his family on Broad Street. And mind you, they are not to know who paid for it. Go, go along, hurry, 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 my friend. <laughs> here, here, wait a minute. Here's half a crown for your trouble. Yes, sir, yes, sir, and a Merry Christmas, sir. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, my friend. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm as light as a feather. I, I'm as happy as an angel. I'm, 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 I'm as merry as a schoolboy. Merry Christmas! <laughs> a Merry Christmas to everybody and a Happy New Year to the world! <laughs> oh, let's see, I must get dressed. I must... Oh, much to do. It's going to be a very busy day. Very busy day. The king went so must look down on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about. And it was a very busy day. Ebenezer Scrooge was out observing Christmas in the merriest way. Scrooge talked with everyone he met. Uh, my, my dear sir, how do you, uh, how do you do? I, I beg your pardon. Well, well you, uh, 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 aren't you the, uh, the gentleman who came to my office in regard to charity? Why, why yes, sir. Merry Christmas to uh, you. Yes, sir. Uh, Allow me to, to ask your pardon, sir, and, uh, uh, and, and would you have the goodness to accept... Uh, 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 I, I prefer to whisper this. But, but, Lord, bless me. 
My dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, now not a farthing less. A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. <laughs> Will you do me that favour? Oh, my dear sir, I do not know what to say to such generosity. No, 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 don't say anything, please. Just come and see me, will, will you? Will you come and see me? I will. I will indeed. <laughs> thank you. I am much obliged to you. I thank you 50 times. Bless you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. As he walked about, Scrooge looked so delighted that people could not resist talking to him. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, and he stopped to pat children on the head. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my dear. And he gave shillings to beggars. God bless you, Mr. Scrooge. And Scrooge even went calling on his nephew. And his nephew's wife kissed him. Oh, Scrooge had a wonderful time and a wonderful Christmas. Oh, Tree of all the trees most lovely. Oh. 
the stream of all the trees most lovely. Each year you bring to me delight, gleaming in the Christmas night. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, of all the trees most lovely. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, of all the trees most lovely. Next morning, Scrooge was early at his office. He went early for a reason. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late, that was the thing he'd set his heart upon. And he did it, yes he did. The clock struck nine, no Cratchit. The quarter passed, no Cratchit. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see Cratchit come in. When Cratchit did arrive, Scrooge called out. Hello, you Cratchit. Yes, sir. Step this way, Cratchit, if you please. Cratchit, what do you mean by coming in at this time of day? Why, I am very sorry, sir. I am behind my time. You are. <laughs> yes, I think you are. Oh, it, it's only once a year, Mr. Scrooge. I, I, it shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. I'll tell you what, my friend. I'll not stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore... Bob Cratchit, I'm about to raise your salary. Mr. Scrooge, <laughs> are you quite yourself, no, sir? No, no, thank heaven I am not quite myself. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bob. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my good fellow. A merrier Christmas than I've given you in many a year. I shall raise your salary, and we shall see what we can do for Tiny Tim and the rest of your family, huh? <laughs> we will discuss it this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. To Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, and little heeded them. His own heart laughed. That was quite enough for him. He had no further interaction with spirits, and lived happily ever after. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us all. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone.
jolly old Saint Nicholas, clean your ear this way. Don't you tell a single soul what I'm going to say. Christmas Eve is coming soon, now you dear old man. Whisper what you'll bring to me, tell me if you can. When the clock is striking twelve, when I'm fast asleep, down the chimney broad and black, with your pack you'll creep. All the stockings you will find, hanging in a row. Mine will be the shortest one, you'll be sure to know. Johnny wants a pair of skates, Susie wants a sled. Nelly wants a picture book, yellow, blue, and red. Now I think I'll leave to you what to give the rest. Choose for me, dear Santa Claus, you will know the best. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring us some figgy pudding, now bring us some figgy pudding, now bring us some figgy pudding, and bring it right here. We won't go until we get some, we won't go until we get some, we won't go until we get some, so bring it right here. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You have been listening to a Radio Christmas Carol presented by Reimagined Radio and performed by Metropolitan Performing Arts. Our cast included Julie Steinbrenner as the narrator, Jeffrey Puka as Ebenezer Scrooge, Will Johnson as Bob Cratchit, Young Scrooge and Second Man, Kristen Heller as Charity Gentleman, Bell, Mrs. Cratchit and Beggar, Greg Schilling as Nephew Fred, Tiny Tim and Goose Person, Jason Weed as Ghost of Marley, Fezziwig, Ghost of Christmas Present, Man on Street and First Man. Barbara Richardson as Ghost of Christmas Past, Martha Cratchit, and Young Girl. Our performance of a radio Christmas carol was directed by Barbara Richardson. Audio recording by the actors themselves. Caroling and music by Robert Head and Barbara Richardson. Sound design by John Barber. Post-production by Martin John Gallagher. Broadcast services by KXRW Vancouver, Washington. Promotional graphics and social media by Holly Slocum. Thanks to CASA, Clark County, ADCO, Commercial Printing and Graphics, New Vansterdam, and Regina Carroll Social Media and Photography for their help making programming like this possible. Thanks also to the Creative Media and Digital Culture Program at Washington State University, Vancouver, Metropolitan Performing Arts, Martin John Gallagher, and KXRW, Vancouver, Washington's independent community radio station. This has been a production of Reimagined Radio. Please visit our website, www.reimaginedradio.net, for information about our performances and to subscribe to our snappy email newsletter. That's www.reimaginedradio, all one word, no punctuation, dot net. 
Please join us again next month when our January episode will feature the Whistler and Guy Lombardo. Until then, this is John Barber, producer of Reimagined Radio. Thank you so much for listening, and best holiday wishes to you, one and all. Are you a fan of all things horror? Yeah, you are? Well, in that case, find Tuesday Terrors, which is the mutual audio feed that comes out on a Tuesday, believe it or not. Shock horror, I know. But if you subscribe there, you'll find amazing horror fiction audio in your player every Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.